You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. Now, every once in a while, we have the opportunity of analyzing some of the conditions that happen uh, in business and getting a sense of just where the business confidence uh, in South Africa sits. I have the privilege of speaking to, probably for the final time, um, (laughs) (laughs) the outgoing (laughs) chief economist at RMB, Etienne Leroux. Um, He's joined me in studio to just look at the latest business confidence uh, report that RMB's put out. Good evening, Etienne. Thanks so much for coming through. Pleasure. the, the the numbers don't look great. That's yeah. that's the honest truth, right? No, so the numbers true. don't look fantastic, and the conditions around those numbers are mainly what's what's driving the no, the negative sentiment. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter how you're looking at the data. An mm. index level of 36 is disappointing. Mm. I mean, that means that a very strong majority of our respondents are negative. Mm. They are worried and they're concerned about prevailing business business conditions. And the reality is that with business confidence this low, you're going to really battle to grow the economy, if at all. I mean, that, that is important because remember, we survey um, important business people mm-hmm. in the sectors that we cover and, and they make important decisions mm-hmm. either to the benefit of the economy that can help the economy or decisions that can actually be negative for the economy. So it is critical to get an idea of what they think and they're clearly sending us a signal that they are concerned. Mm. And I mean, from from an employment perspective, that then filters through to what the oh, decisions absolutely. that they make at a company level oh, as well, what what strategic realignments they make. I mean, if it's international companies, I think we've got about, I think it's 600 um, American companies that operate in South mm-hmm. Africa. So if you take those companies as an example, if their confidence is low, what does that then mean for of their course. expansion plans yeah, and their absolutely. growth plans? And it's not only a foreigner doing business in SA, it's a local as well. Absolutely. Right? If, you, if you as a CEO or CFO or Exco is kind of depressed and worried, mm. why are you going to invest and build new capacity? Why are you going to employ people and so forth? So the knock-on effects um, are real mm. um, and, and we certainly um, will likely see some of that um, if confidence remains at mm. this low, low level. What are businesses concerned about at this stage? I mean, the obvious yeah. one is load shedding, yes, but no, what no. are the other areas where businesses no, are absolutely. like, these are really not conducive conditions? That is certainly the key factor at the moment. Mm. Um, and, and we clearly see this in the responses mm. um, and the comments that's coming from our respondents. Um, load shedding is number one on the list. Mm. Um, and, uh, well, depending on which sector you are, but if you're in manufacturing and you're an exporter, you complain about the state of rail and you mm. complain about the failing ports. Mm. I mean, that, that's also certainly a factor. But it's not only load shedding, but it's also water shedding. So the fact of the matter is that there's a lot of basic services mm. which are not being um, provided mm. um, in the way that they should. And it is certainly affecting not only activity, but also the mood mm. um, amongst business people. So uh, there are a lot of things um, that, that worries our our CEOs and senior business leaders. Mm. You mentioned the, the, the rail side of it. We know Transnet has had a myriad mm-hmm. of problems, including force majeures and, and those sorts of things. Um, but I mean, we, we saw recently that there was a talk of sort of privatizing a portion yes, of that yes, and, and getting yes. that. What would that do from a business perspective, not only at a, at a business confidence level, but I mean, from a productivity perspective, how significant of an impact would that have um, to the upside to, to get that sort of result? It's very encouraging to see that. Um, I'm seeing in Transnet today what I saw in ESCOM two years ago. Mm. 
there's definitely um, um, a tendency to open up the railway to third party mm. um, and the private sector to get more involved. That, mm. That's definitely the case. It's an objective as set out in the white paper that's, that has been published, I think it was last year. Mm. Um, so Transnet is going to go through a transformation mm. um, and uh, more railway lines will be run by the private sector. And, and business is pushing for that mm. to the extent that they can help um, ease the pressure, ease the bottleneck, get the stuff out of the ground and let's get it to the to the mm. ports where, where it matters. I think it can make a big difference. Mm. Um, it's going to be an important partnership. Th- this this idea of a public-private partnership to solve some of these, these bottlenecks, I think it is exactly the way to go. And what I'm seeing in Transnet now is, is certainly making me encouraged. Let's look at ESCOM then. Like you, you mentioned the public-private partnerships and those sorts of things, right? We know ESCOM's mentioned talk, or they've come out with things around um, unbundling ESCOM, creating three different divisions of mm-hmm, ESCOM. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that they've come out with things like uh, wanting to adjust some of their metrics and uh, adjust the yes. renewable side of things and that sort of thing. But at the reality is, at the end of the day, unless load shedding is resolved, mm-hmm. we're not going to move forward very quickly. And we wow. know that one of those solutions was the car power ships um, ships, and having those docked mm-hmm. off the coast of, uh, I think, off our east coast and, and having that supply into our grid. Now, that's hit a hurdle, obviously, with the environmentalists and the environmental affairs minister as well commenting on that. What do we do from a business perspective to to build that capacity or to help alleviate that from a public and private partnership? Well, um, the fact of the matter is that the private sector is doing a lot, mm. um, but they pay, they're taking it upon themselves. Mm. Um, load shedding is a business risk, mm. and companies are good at managing risks. And the fact that I don't have enough electricity is a major threat to my business, so I need to do something about it. Mm. And the private sector, made easier by the government, by the way, is grabbing the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And there is massive investment, as we all know, in renewable energy. If you just look at the pipeline in terms of um, planned megawatt to come through solar and wind. It is massive. Um, it will probably make up for, you know, the car power ship or the controversial car, car power ship. <laughs> <laughs> very controversial deal that is. <laughs> so, so that's very exciting. So the reality is that I think um, the electricity sector, as we are sitting here, of being fundamentally transformed for the better. Mm. There will be more competition. Um, I think there will be reduced risk to the extent that the private sector will become more involved. We will have much more renewable energy um, that can hopefully connect to the grid and ease the pressure. Um, And South Africa can move forward. Also, perhaps it's important that many of our clients slash respondents tell us that they can cope with Mm. stage two and stage three. Four, five, and six are for many a big, big problem. So Mm. we don't have to go back to stage zero. Mm. That would be nice. Okay, it, would it would be, be nice. very nice, but, but, but at this stage, let's just get it under control exactly. and, and keep it manageable. Exactly. Mm. And I think there's, there's a fair bit of work that's going into that mm. uh, to try and achieve that goal. Now, part of that, part of the, the Business Confidence Index um, surveys uh, a, a lot of different areas and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. and it looks like there was actually some positivity. There was, there was <laughs> yes, one sector. Yes, <laughs> and an whole important sales sector. Space. Very, very important yeah. space, very important contributor towards our economy and that sort of thing. Yeah. But w- w- how did that see positivity amidst all of this uh, dark negativity? Yes. Now, you're choosing the sector where we don't have a good answer for. <laughs> <laughs> so often... Well, now and again, what happens is that confidence pulls up in one direction, but the underlying conditions tells you something very different. Yeah. And that, that has certainly been the case in the first quarter. So confidence ticked up literally two or three basis points. Mm. 
but the underlying business conditions in wholesale is weak, mm. okay, as we are seeing in the broader economy. So often you get this disconnect, mm. um, and then we choose not to put too much emphasis on of this course. improvement in sentiment, but mm. rather focus on the underlying conditions, which are still very, very challenging. But I'm, I'm also, um, and maybe it's important to bring it up, the other sector that's pulling in the opposite direction as many others, like confidence falling in manufacturing mm. and retail, is actually the building and construction sector. That's a surprise because we know okay. in COVID, like Avenge and Murray mm-hmm, and Roberts and mm-hmm. WHO, yep, all of yep. these companies just went through the worst time. Whoa. And and I mean, we know that since the, the government came out and said that they're going to locally source cement, PPC has done really well mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And we've seen Sanrel announce a couple of initiatives. But yes. I mean, what the, the construction space, is, is that finally turning around now? Because, it, wow. It, it looks like it. This is a sector that's been well, well, in the doldrums for the boss. Decade, <laughs> right? And and it's certainly starting to show signs of life. We saw it in yesterday's GDP data. Yeah, yeah. One of the two or three sectors that actually showed positive growth. Yeah. We're starting to see it in our own survey results where confidence amongst contractors and subcontractors are actually starting to pick up quite, mm. quite nicely. Mm. We're also seeing an improved um, conditions in the civil construction sector. Mm. And this is not just you know, work coming from Sundor giving more tenders. Mm. I think it is a little bit broader than that. Mm. You know, um, roads are being built, but um, uh, bridges are being built, and and we're certainly seeing um, big social housing projects. Mm. We're seeing pockets of residential building activity in the Western Cape. That's mm. that's that's certainly um, uh, encouraging, and renewable energy. Mm. This massive drive we spoke about earlier certainly helping the construction sector um, in yeah. many respects and I think it's all adding up um, mm. and this is a sector that that's certainly starting to show signs of life and it's it's long overdue. Yeah, well I mean <coughs> it's, it's very positive especially given the lack of infrastructure development that we've mm-hmm. seen certainly at a national level exactly. um, it's made it very difficult for any sort of construction and development mm-hmm. to progress significantly or sustainably so mm-hmm. very, very positive at this stage and we mm-hmm. will always welcome uh, infrastructure development because that'll <laughs> That'll benefit exactly. our people in the long term. And and also related to that, we earlier spoke about Transnet opening up mm. railway, um, mm. private sector getting a little bit more involved. Can you imagine the amount of new investment that the private sector has to make mm. in rolling stock, for example, mm. if they want to now run railways on behalf of Transnet and to do so profitably, they will have to make a lot of investment, right? Um, mm. Um, and there's just another example. So there are thin silver lines <laughs> <laughs> and we, to a and, dark l- load-shedding we'll cloud. <laughs> no, but we'll take them. We'll, we'll, we'll take those silver no, linings we, we and we, we definitely need them. Mm-hmm. And I think the more silver linings we get, as you rightly mentioned, uh, the more we get, they'll sort of start to c- accumulate and pile up. And, and before we know it, we'll be back where we need to be as a country and hopefully out of this very, very dark and misty time that we're going through <laughs> at the moment. But thanks so much, Etienne. That's Pleasure. Etienne Thank LaRue. Um, outgoing chief economist at RMB just giving us uh, a read on the business confidence index that RMB put out today and what those numbers are saying for the state of the South African uh, confidence levels of businesses operating in South Africa. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM market update podcast uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.